0: We're going to continue in our pattern for, that we've started for about a few weeks now. We take what we shared at the weekend and we um, drill down further um, during tribe. Now, this weekend, we rounded up our teaching on better together, and we looked at better together the uncommon life, better together the uncommon life. Now, our text is pretty loaded The text, um, which was Genesis um, 19, 18, sorry. It was very, I mean, packed with, with stuff. And um, we, we just looked at the parts that applies to us. So today, we'll maybe touch one or two areas we didn't touch at the weekend. And then, we'll, um, time permitting, we'll go over um, a few of the things that we did go through at the weekend. And um, we take questions. Now, you can ask questions at any time by raising your, your hand. And if you raise your hand, and we can't, um, we are not responding, you can wave your hand. If you raise and wave your hand, we are not responding, you can stand and wave your hand. By then, somebody should have responded (laughs) to you. Okay, Genesis 18, from verse 17. Now, the background to this story is God came down in human form, with some angels to carry out two assignments. The first assignment was to announce to Abraham, among other discussions, that his wife was going to have a baby. Then, his second assignment was to confirm the atrocities in Sodom and Gomorrah, and to decide on what to do with Sodom and and Gomorrah. Now, He finished his first assignment speaking with Abraham. And he was on the way to his second assignment. And he said this. Should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. So the Lord told Abraham I have heard a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I will know. The other men turned and headed towards Sodom, but the Lord remained with Abraham. And Abraham approached him and said, "Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked?" Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you still sweep it away and not spare it for their sakes? Surely, you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous and the wicked, along with the wicked. Why? Why? You would be treating... Why? You be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same. Surely... You wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, If I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city for their sake. Then Abraham spoke again. Since I have begun, let me speak further to my Lord. Even though I am but dust and ashes, suppose there are only 45 righteous people rather than 50. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? Hmm. And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 righteous people there. Then Abraham pressed his request further. Suppose there are only 40. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 40. Please don't be angry, my Lord, Abraham pleaded. Let me speak. Suppose only 30 righteous people are found. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if I find 30. Then Abraham said, Since I have dared to speak to the Lord, let me continue. (laughs) Let me continue. (laughs) Suppose there are only 20. And the Lord replied, Then I will not destroy it for the sake of the 20. Finally, Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me if I speak one more time. Suppose only ten are found there. And the Lord replied, Then I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. When the Lord had finished his conversation with Abraham, He went on his way, and Abraham returned to his tent, satisfied that he has averted danger. Praise the name of the Lord. From this passage of scripture, when we read it to the end, you see how God eventually visited Sodom and obviously didn't find ten. It practically didn't find three. You could say it found three. But it turned out that there was only one.
1: Hmm.
0: What caused the um, separation of Lot and Abraham was because Lot... Because when you hang around people that are blessed, what happens to you? You get blessed. You yeah, are the average of the three people you hang out most with. Whatever they are carrying, you will carry. Good or bad. That's how it is. So, Lot began to prosper. And the headsmen of 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 Lot and the headsmen of Abraham, there was strife among them. Don't know Lot's Edmund became mighty. Now, to show you how great the Edmunds of Lot were at the time, when, Lot, when Sodom had a problem, Sodom and Gomorrah had a problem with other kings, Abraham chose 400 of his headsmen, of his servants, out of, so there are probably over a thousand, Right? He chose 400. And 400, they went as an an army and they rescued a whole nation or a whole city. Praise the name of the Lord. So, Lot had at least 500 servants. He had two daughters. Two or three. Two daughters. Two or three? Two daughters. Right. They had um, husbands or um, fiances. So when Abraham started at 50, Abraham was sure that no how, no how. This whole group in this whole city will be following God. And he doubted Lot. He reduced it to 45. He doubted Lot. He brought it to 40. He doubted Lot. He brought it to 30. He brought it to 20. He stopped at 10. So the question is this Why did Abraham stop at 10? first question why did abraham stop at 10 i think we answered that partly at well mainly at the weekend this does a test if you remember what we learned on sunday (laughs) why did abraham stop at 10 who wants to help us why did abraham stop at 10 and if you have any other reasons why you think abraham stopped at 10 let's let's have it why did abraham stop at 10 who wants to go Raise your hand, wave your hand frantically, stand up and scream. <laughs> yes. Uh oh. I thought okay, there's another hand there. Okay, there's another hand there. Anyone that gets the mic first. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: well, um Abraham knew that Lord. And his family will certainly follow God. And he knew that... He knew, or he thought. He thought, well, (laughs) he thought because he was not there. Exactly. (laughs) So Abraham, the wife, the two daughters, the daughter's husband or fiancé... Six. Six. Then they now have two two maids.
0: Ten. Ten. Correct. That is what he thought. Okay, correct. So let's clap for her. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the inner circle of Lot's family. So Abraham taught at least the inner circle. Why else do you think it stopped at 10? Anybody else? Why else do you think it stopped at 10? Yes, sir. I think maybe he stopped at them probably because he thought um, he had asked enough. I mean, started negotiating from, from 50, 50. <laughs> 45 all the way to 10. So, so uh, that let them not say, uh, you're just. that uh, My own is too much. Uh, so he said, okay, let, let's. This should this work. It's okay. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Well, it, obviously, that is the way we would, I mean, not, let me say the we, that's the way the the average Christian would think. Because when we are dealing with God, sometimes we think that our own is too much. But God, the Bible says that is rich in mercy, is is the most merciful, like, like the you know, analogy we gave. God is so rich in mercy that if God gave you His ATM card and you go to the ATM and he gives you his pin, when you put it out, the, what will come out will not be naira. It will be what? <laughs> something pounds, Something. Be, something better than pounds. <laughs> it will be mercy. If you were to draw on God's account, what will come out will be what? Mercy. Mercy. So it it wasn't um, because God was tired, but the human being can think easily that God is tired. But I'm going to come back to that. How else? What else? Why else do you think Abraham stopped? Yes, please. Please put your hands up so that they can locate you until you get my, yeah.
2: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I think probably he felt that's the worst case scenario.
0: Right. That's the
2: limit according to his own standard. Right. He had probably given. given himself a standard. Right. And he felt, okay, 10. 10 would be it as, you know, the elastic limit.
0: Right. It can't be, it can't be that bad. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. So, sometimes, we, when we are um, attesting, because the only righteous person Abraham knew in, in Sodom was who? Was Lot. And the only reason why, whether Sodom is destroyed or not, would be Abraham's problem, is because of Lot. So, many times, when we are um, testifying for our loved ones, we think they are better than they are. We easily give them more credit than they deserve. We easily say that, oh, I know him. He would have... We, that's, that is one. Secondly, because if you, if you look at God's testimony concerning Abraham, God said... Will I keep this from Abraham, knowing that he will do what? He will command his household after me. So, we usually think other people are like us. Unfortunately, you will discover that that is not the case all the time. Praise the name of the Lord. Parents thinking their children are like them. Brothers thinking their sister is like them. Husband thinking their wife is like them. Since I can't do it, my wife should not be able to do it. Wife thinking my husband is like me. I don't struggle with that. My husband should not struggle with it. I am satisfied with only two plates of rice. My husband should be satisfied with only two plates. The guy wants five. I am giving him only two plates. I'm coding it. Those of us that are adults, we understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm giving him only two plates. Meanwhile, the guy wants how many? <laughs> so, so, so many times, we assume that the other person is like us if we are not if we are going to help people and not shipwreck our faith we have to realize that uh, the other person is as God sees them so the God knows what the other person is or what the other person wants praise the name of the Lord so, so then the question comes, so why sometimes do we limit God? Because, believe it or not, Abraham limited God. Maybe for the reason um, Pastor Kunle gave. Maybe feeling, oh, I don't want God to think my own is too much. Or maybe... For, for some, Abraham limited God. Why do we limit God? Why couldn't Abraham, God that went from 50 to 10, can go from 10 to 1? Really. So, so it, it will make God... Okay, I was, I was speaking with someone today and she was sharing a testimony with me, on how a lady that comes to, to church um, has prayer points, and God answers all our prayer points. So, she says that she wanted to test if, if God is just answering, that she wanted to ask something outside of the normal. So, she, she asked God <laughs> that she wants a house, she wants it to be a four bedroom uh, apartment. She wants this, she wants that, she wants this. And her husband read, she writes her prayer request down. So her husband read the prayer request and said to her, You are going there. Are we going to steal? I mean, yes, God can do it, but we can't. This, just, and lo and behold, she got to work. Her boss said, You've been a good staff. I'm going to give, you, give her a key of a house. <laughs> now, 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 that's awesome. But the question is before God gave her the house, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. After God gave her the house, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God giving her the house, they made God poorer. If, when we give, extend resources to people, it affects our, our bottom line, right? Like the question that was asked last week what if some children are taking five pieces of meat, thereby other children cannot? <laughs> You know, it's, it's because we, we are thinking in the in in time, we are not thinking in eternity or how how limitless God is. When God was going to introduce Himself to Moses, when when Moses Exodus thirty three, and Moses said to me, Oh, I've not you've not shown me yourself, you know, and all that stuff. You're just sending me on a mess on an errand, you know, try to use emotional blackmail for God. I go, oh, okay, okay. I can't show you myself because anyone that sees me will die. I'm going to hide you in a cliff and I'm going to pass by and I will announce my name. And when he, when he hid Moses and passed by, he says, the Lord, the Lord, merciful, gracious, and full of compassion, slow to anger, plenty of sin, mercy. Now, If you read, he did not say the Lord powerful, the Lord strong, the Lord mighty. Why? Is he not powerful? Is he not mighty? Is he not strong? Why didn't he say that? Because God wants us to relate with him as merciful, he wants us to relate with him as compassionate. And through his mercy, through his gentleness, it makes us great. The testimony, the one of the testimonies I was shared on, on Saturday was talking about the, the um, goodness of God leads to what? You guys were not here on Saturday? The guy that was in Cameroon Am I the one that listens to this thing alone? <laughs> Do you remember? Who remembers this testimony? Let me just encourage. You. Okay, Ah, yeah, yeah. Michelle remembers it. Who else? Okay, okay, a few people. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we, we shouldn't. Abraham, the limited God, basically. I mean, not in the, not because he was evil, <laughs> but because he rationalized it. So the the the. The question to you and I is how are you limiting God now? In what area are you limiting God? Sometimes our knowledge that's supposed to be a blessing becomes a limiting factor. I know so much, but in in, in context of God, what you know is, is nothing really. Sometimes it's our, our resources becomes a limiting factor. Oh, I have so much money. But really, in context of God, your money is like nothing. It's, it's like zilch. So you, you have to believe God. You have to break down the barrier. trust God for great things. Trust God for things. There are things I'm trusting God for now that I need to sit down and catch my breath. I've, I've not run any race, but whenever I think about it, I sit down. I say, Lord, you know you have to help me. <laughs> you do <don't> to help me. <laughs> we are in real trouble here. You know, I'm telling you. And I need to consistently put myself in that place where there is no small dreams. You see, some people we we are, are too happy to be comfortable. Okay. I mean what let me just be comfortable. If your life is just for you, really how much do you need this how much does a man need, you know? You know. Really, how much does a man need? Think about it. You don't need a, you don't need a lot of money to be comfortable and have a good life. You don't. If I give you $10 million, you should be fine for a few years. Don't you think so? But $10 million is nothing to God. Nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) Nothing. So, your life cannot just be for you because what God wants to do through you is beyond $10 million. Take get an amen. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you, you need to think beyond yourself. It can't just be, but pastor, I just want to take care of my family and just be a good dad and just, you know, live and die. <laughs> No, 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 no. It can't be. And just that part of the story, I mean, can get me meditating sometimes for a long time. I don't want to say hours because I don't time it. Abraham limited God. Limited God's mercy, perhaps. Felt if God that wanted to, that moved from 50 to 10, He has tried. You know, many times, even God helps us, and we think God has tried. You think he has tried. Uh, He has tried. Uh, Now, I'm not saying we should not be grateful. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's so much more in God so much more in God. So, shifting from that, God came, spoke to Abraham, and because of Abraham, Lot's life was preserved because of one man. A whole family was preserved even though they lost their mother on the way. <laughs> you know? Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. And God says to us, "Even in the New Testament, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. How come that is relevant to us in the New Testament? How come how, how, how come it's relevant to us in the New Testament? God, through one man, saved. Could have saved a, a whole city, saved the family, the whole family. But in the process of, of going, and, and God said, just keep going, don't look back, just keep going, don't look back. And Lot's wife, after going maybe halfway, <laughs> looked back and became a pillar of salt. You know, why did she look back? Why did Lot's wife look back? While we are thinking of the answer. So it's possible that even husband and wife can have different eternal destinies. Even though they both have a chance of the same eternal destiny. It's possible that you have different eternal destinies. That's scary. Very scary. Because if you are saved, you want to see your wife in heaven, <laughs> or you want to see your husband in heaven. True or false? I mean, if you don't want to, then something you are not going to heaven. <laughs> it's not heaven you are going to if you don't want to. You are saying this is heaven I want to go to. I don't want to see my husband there. Sam some <laughs> then maybe you are going somewhere else. <laughs> President of the Lord. Okay, so, so why, why would she turn back? Why would she look back? She didn't turn back, she looked back. Um, let somebody else. I'd like to engage more people. But we'll come back to you, Ma, when... Um, yes, sir. Good evening, sir. Good evening.
3: I will answer that in my own opinion. I also have a question about that, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you. Uh, I think she probably doubted God. That how can somebody say, I should not look back? And then she, she looked back and then she turned to a pillar of salt. Mm. That's disobedience. Okay, sir. Okay. My second question is this. How do the people know that she turned to a pillar of sort when mm. God has instructed them not to look back? Mm. How come they didn't turn to salt? Are...
0: Okay. That's the, the question did not say it was Lot. That You know, after the old uh, fire and brimstone right from the plain they could see Sodom right so Sodom was like in the valley so from the heights they were the mountain he didn't want to climb before in fact he actually went he, he settled for something else but from where he was he could see Sodom so obviously the public could see her and again she became a pillar of salt Doesn't mean the people go in, look back to check. (laughs) No, no. But from the plane they were, they could look back, they could see Sodom in ruins when they got there. At least that was in the Bible. Okay, thank you, sir. Anybody else? Why did she look back? Yes. Why did... If there's a hand there, okay. Let's applaud. Go ahead. There's Praise another there. Hallelujah.
4: From the story where we we were um, able to understand that Lot was very rich, right. I believed one of the reasons why she looked back was because she couldn't take her eyes off the things they were leaving behind. Right. The
0: Lord. Right. Right. That is so true because Lot was obviously very rich. How many things could they pack at such a short notice? And even if they could pack everything, how I many can they carry? Because. So she was thinking, ah! My jewelry. <laughs> I don't want to say that so that a woman doesn't think I have something against them. <laughs> against jewelry. I have nothing against jewelry, okay? oh, my gold, oh, my trinket! oh, my, that, oh, I forgot to pack that area. Is that the one bunny over there? Oh, I can't hear the bunny. She probably was not even hearing people shouting. She was hearing her gold melting. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. Possible. Possible. Yes, please. Praise the Lord.
5: I was going to mention that, and another point is um, where your treasure lies that's where your heart will be also she was probably not able to um let go of things she she hadn't gotten to the point where oh i can i can learn to do without these things she just ah, i can't leave my gold i can't leave my pots i can't absolutely. leave my clothes absolutely stuff like that
0: absolutely absolutely so where your where your treasure is there your heart will be also and where your heart is there your focus will be eventually that's it so you if you are facing one direction and your heart is somewhere else if you keep going over time what will happen to your focus it's going to go in that direction no it's going to go in that direction so that's what happened to her yeah there was another hand okay yes anybody that gets the mic first yeah
6: praise god hallelujah i think also the way the angels hurried them out this is just my thinking how far they had gone, she hadn't started hearing any destruction. So she probably was thinking, ah, is this for real? Maybe it's not really God. This husband of hers. And so she turned around and she found out too late, too hard.
0: Okay, so she, she probably felt, ah, I can God tell us to do this strange thing. We should just be going straight and not look back. Okay she turned back and and the rest is history now again the young man that asked that question remember that there were angels in action right there right they may have told Lot your wife has become a pillar of salt it's possible (laughs) it's not every detail that was recorded in scripture obviously but you know Lot didn't look back you know you have to give him credit. You know, as as faulty, faulty as he was, as a man, you have to give him some credit. It takes a lot for you to be moving. I mean, saying, uh, uh, I don't want to mention anybody's name. <laughs> give me a name that nobody bears in here. <laughs> Let's say Lot's wife's name is Mrs. Lot. Let's say he calls her Mrs. Lot. <laughs> And he says, Mrs. Lott, and they were talking as they were going. Then he couldn't hear her voice again. Mrs. Lott, Mrs. Lott, ah, where are you? <laughs> it's, it's tough not to look back. But if I were Lot, this is me, oh. I would look back, I would do like this. <laughs> I don't know if that would be disobedience, so, but I would try and say, ah. Madam, where are you? (laughs) Because it's difficult to be going on a journey with your wife and she's not there anymore. Ah. For the guy not to look back, maybe he has been warning her before, (laughs) because it's possible when a man keeps warning his wife, so when that happens, say I knew she was going to look back. And it just keeps going. That is also a possibility. Yes. Sorry.
6: Okay, In my own uh, opinion, I think she was a little bit um, more curious or inquisitive. She thought. So it could be, be curiosity. Thinking, yeah, what's happening? What's going on? And um, you know, trying to process the information. Then you know, she looked back.
0: But was that a good? Was did that save her?
6: Uh, no, it's not good. Right. I'm just saying. oh, Okay. That's a
0: possibility.
6: Yeah, just thinking. So so
0: what's the lesson for us? Curiosity <laughs> kills the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. So it's possible it's just pure curiosity. That this fire I've never seen fire come from, from Evo. I want to write a book about it one day. So let me be let me give eyewitness reports. Okay, possible. Curiosity. Um, yes, sir. And there's another hand there. There's another hand there. Okay, let's take those three, then we'll move on. Yeah.
3: Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, it, it could be possible that um, Mrs. Lott was um, a serial disobedient person. Mm. She's been disobeying little instructions, mm. so she was told, "Don't look back." Mm. I mean, it's as simple as that. Don't look back. is don't look back. Why? Did you even
0: tell us it, why? Exactly. You don't look back. Why? why shouldn't I look
3: back whether or not she had gold, pots, trinkets the instruction giving which is right. something that applies to us men right. <laughs> we love mystery sorry we love uh, demystifying things right. and the moment um, there's no clause backing up an instruction we want to find out so she, she did find out the hard way
0: I you know, that's, a big, that's a big thing you know, sometimes God doesn't tell you why Yeah, sometimes God doesn't tell you why. I've had people try to fight me for why. I tell them, even me, I don't know why. But this is where we are going. You know, why? I don't know. Sometimes when you walk with God, it's not all the time, right? But sometimes when you walk with God, you just have to trust and obey. There is no other way. To be happy with jesus but to trust and obey you have to be you have to just trust that he knows what he's doing um yeah that and we take that then we move on yeah praise god hallelujah
1: okay i wanted to say a little
2: bit of what pastor richard said like some people have a problem with telling them don't do this they oh, there's always a question why why? And um, people like doing what they are asked not to do. Right. Then, secondly, for what um, he asked, how was it recorded that um, the woman talked to a pillar of salt? I think um, there is no how a, a man will be walking with the wife in such a time, and the wife won't be in front, and he at the back, mm. watching his wife and the children. Possible. So probably they would have seen her in front, mm. turn to the salt. Then. Possible.
0: Let's laugh for say. I mean, very possible. Very very possible. Particularly in that culture. You know? Um, very very possible. It's not an African man. <laughs> the African man will be going like this. My dad, but you call <laughs> me. No, 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 no. <laughs> but but GFH men are not African men. They are spiritual men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that all that together should have answered your question. Yeah, um, praise God. Hallelujah.
1: I think the angel took time to angels took time to explain to them because she didn't have respect for the things of God and oh. she didn't have fear for God. Oh. That's why she disobeyed. And I think she struggled. She struggled also with idolatry, as in right. she had idols in her life that she couldn't do away with. Right. So
0: those were right. She, she, absolutely. Had. She 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 didn't. Respected things of God, you know, you know, and that is, is big. you know. Another reason, possibly, could be um, she was a socialite, so her friends were there. So she's like, oh, "Can I just leave all my friends? You know, some point like that, I can't God just say we should leave all, I, I will not have friends. The day you were born, you came alone. When you be going, you will go alone. So thank you for all the responses. Let's clap for ourselves. I mean, it's fantastic. Okay, so um, we learned on Sunday that a peaceful life is an uncommon life. When a life is peaceful, it's an uncommon life. And we showed how the peace some people take for granted is not very common. Some people are living in big houses, but they are in jail in their minds. They are in cell They are, they are being tortured in their minds. They don't have peace of mind. They can't sleep well. Some people need to take tablets and tablets to calm their nerves, to sleep. And when we, you are a child of God, God gives you peace of mind. Praise the name of the Lord. He gives his beloved sleep. The God of peace will guard your heart with peace that doesn't even make sense. That lacks human understanding. In other words, things may be happening around you, but you are peaceful because you are a child of God. And so that's it's an that uncommon life that God wants us to live. Why? Because there's nothing in this world that we, we will take away, and there's nothing that should define us. Oh, ah, there was a a family reunion and everybody was wearing this kind of dress and I'm unable to wear the kind of dress. And so people will not be able to sleep because of that. But if you're a child of God, your identity is in God, would that trouble you? No. You will sleep. And we, um, we, we saw that Peace is a gift. Jesus says in John 14, 27, He says, I am leaving with you a gift. Peace of mind and heart. I'm leaving with you a gift. Jesus has left with us a gift. The gift of the peace of mind. If you don't have it or you've lost it, you need to regain it back. You need to regain peace of mind back. When everybody... Is it very cold? You guys just like this. <laughs> okay. Uh, God has heard your prayers. Your petitions have been answered. <laughs> say amen. 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 You are in God's presence, so you don't know when. There is. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you didn't say amen quick enough. <laughs> Can you please tell them to adjust this thing so that people don't freeze up in here. This is not full capacity all. And we we did say that obeying obeying God, obedience to God, listening to God is the key to peace primarily, the main key. Even though we, we still distilled it down to about four keys, but until you listen to God, until you hear the voice of God, God is leading you, do this, do it. God is saying, give this, give it. God is saying, go there, go there. God is saying, sit down, sit down. God is saying, shut up, shut up. It's the key to peace, really. And, and we, look at, we looked at um, four keys. We looked at the key of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of Your peace of mind. Forgiveness. Why is it so difficult sometimes to forgive? It's not difficult? Okay. Thank God for you, my sister. Yeah, I know. I mean, for for some people, But sometimes, you know, it's tough. Who can share a tough experience of forgiveness and how you overcame it and forgive? Don't share the one that you have. Maybe if you share it, God will help you, give you the grace. Who can share a very tough experience? Yes, sir.
3: praise god hallelujah um, before i a- answer the question i when you ask the question why is it so di- is it difficult to forgive uh, something came to mind all day long i've just been meditating on first corinthians 13 on, on that scripture about love you know and really if every one of us could really obey what um it says love is then forgiveness should it be easy should be a lot lot okay. easier okay. okay my my experience um Prior to when I was going to get married, I I got into a business and I invested massively in it. Um, And at the time, I invested all the liquid cash I have, which was about, I mean, tens of millions of naira. And it was a cousin, so it was a lot of money. And then the relationship, being that it was a cousin, you know, and long and short of it was I, I lost all that money because... He um, took, took me for a ride. It took me for a soccer rather, And I, I burned with anger for years. Um, and I didn't know what to do about it. Every time I tell myself, I've forgotten. But when, I, when someone mentions his name, there's something in me that wells up that I couldn't explain. But I remember when we were at Cintilla I can't remember what the message was, though. But um, there was a teaching. And then you, you made a call about people, uh, with a lot of knowledge, were people there that were struggling. Though I heard messages on forgiveness, but that pa- that particular day, the, the message cut through me like knife on, on butter, and I knew it was time um, to let go, because you said, and that's the first time I heard it, that um, unforgiveness is like um, drinking poison, I think, Yeah. and hoping um, the other,
0: person, the will other person
3: will die. So, he caught, he caught me, like, um, that call, was, that was it, that word. And we got up and we prayed. He told us to stand to our feet and we prayed. I remember that day, someone putting a card in my hand because the call was almost like an altar call. <laughs> and you saying that you should take away the cards. It's not a call for repentance. Right. So I left there that day. And after that time, when people mentioned his name, I realized that that's bitterness. boiling inside of me. I don't know if you call it bitterness, but it's like there's a gall in your truth. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel that gall anymore, and
0: Amen. That, that was it for me. Amen. 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 Sometimes, you know, you need a supernatural intervention because of how deep the, the hurt is, you know. And um, thank you for that. So, until you have forgiveness, okay. You want to share an experience? Okay. Cool. Unt- until you you've forgive, you really can't have peace. The person you're holding in unforgiveness forgiveness is sleeping and, you know, <laughs> and enjoying his life. You that know, you're holding in your forgiveness, you're suffering. It's not worth it. Yeah.
6: Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, if just a couple of years ago, where in my former place of work, my boss was the most interesting person ever. And I mean, every day, we, my colleagues and I we go to work and we're dreading what the next mean thing he would do, you know, what, what, the ne- what the next mean thing he would do would be. So um, eventually, I left the job. And the way I left the job, it was supposed to be payback for him. I left him, like I dumped him or dumped the job, you know, so... I was supposed to prepare him because as mean as he was, he would still say I was, yes, he would still say, you know, I was one of his best employees and stuff like that. And just be whining me, but you are wicked to us, you know? So he was, I I, I don't want to describe his character because it's one of the things that the Holy Spirit eventually told me to stop doing. So um, after I left the job, I was going through a really dry patch with my walk spiritually, you know. And I remember um, speaking to, to Pastor Femi about it. And he told me to do, you know, go through a period of just worshiping God for one hour every day. And during that season, during that period, while I was doing it, the Holy Spirit actually revealed to me that I was deeply hurt by what this man had done. Because of how he treated me and my colleagues at the office was why I left. And me being someone that I don't hold things to heart, I didn't think, you know, I held him in unforgiveness. In my wildest dreams, I didn't know I was angry with him. But the Holy Spirit revealed to me that you are actually holding this man in unforgiveness. And for you to come out of this dry patch you're experiencing, you know, this feeling of God was distant from me. Even when I'm trying to worship, I mean, I just felt God was distant from me. And the Holy Spirit Spirit said I needed to call him and apologize to him, which I did. And we had a very lengthy conversation and he was trying to, you know, get me to get back to the job. I said, no, thank you. You know, but after that, I felt, I felt a, uh, uh, you know, the burden in my spirit being lifted and I felt that reconnection back to God. So
0: Amen. amen okay <clears throat> uh-oh hands are flying uh, okay let's take them yeah sure two but you can talk now if you want to <laughs> don't feel that first shot shut me off. <laughs> okay B- but maybe on another point because take <laughs> you take this you take this tour for forgiveness then we go to another point Because I want us to discover this ground. Yes.
4: Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, It's not about, I'm not sharing an example of, I'm just talking to people that think it's easy for them to forgive. Right. Because sometimes it's easy for you to forget or repress or suppress, but you really haven't forgiven. Mm. And I think that's what Tosan said towards the end that she didn't realize. Right. And um, I think I had a sample of that where I thought, "Well, well, the person did his own, I've moved on with life and I was led to pray for the person, but I couldn't pray. It was, I'm like, it was a struggle to pray for the person, and that was when I actually realized that the person had done something years ago that I was upset about, and for the life of me, if they had asked forgive I'd be like there's no one I'm holding in hurt right. so I think it takes us you know asking the Holy Spirit for help and sometimes reflecting when people do things right. to you to identify it and consciously forgive because right. sometimes your mind suppresses what it's difficult for it to li- live with as Absolutely. a defense mechanism Absolutely. but it doesn't mean that the issue is still not there
0: Absolutely. thank you very much so litmus test litmus test go on your knees and pray for the person. If you can't do it, there's an issue. Yes.
1: Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, uh, mine was uh, from growing up. My uh, favorite aunt actually did a whole lot to me that, you know, turned me to the way I used to be because I've been changed. Amen. Yeah. So it's affected a whole lot about me relating with people, the way I see myself, and all that. Just like they rightly said, you you actually do not know that you actually have not let go of those things. You've not forgiven the person. I mean, I have every reason not to forgive her because I have scars all over My head, my face. They're just there. You see these marks every day. But there was, there was, a, there was a day that, that you were preaching. I don't remember when. I don't really remember the message. It was on forgiveness as well. I was just behind there. And for me, I thought, like, forgiving everybody. But then she just came to my mind really clear. Mm. And, like, so why should I forgive this one now mm. for all these things? <laughs> really? Because it's just there. The mark is here. Every time I go to the salon, they're like, hey, what's this? So it's there. My face mm. is here. There's a whole mm. lot. You know, so i like, why should I forgive this person? But then I, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, I should forgive her. I'm mm. like, okay. So I was actually crying behind. Of course, nobody will know. Mm. And I was praying. So, like, I forgive her. I mentioned her name. Amen. Forgive her for everything that she's done Amen. in the tears. You know, and then I had to come up because she was already up. I'm like, okay, i have forgiven her. forgiving this person. And then after that service, her son had to come and spend time with me. I'm mm. like, okay. And then I had the release to let him come because I Amen. had forgiven her. Praise
0: Amen. God. Amen. Oh, you didn't break his head. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. So, uh, time is our friend. Forgive. Kiss to peace. I can tell you my stories. I mean, if I, as I was speaking, I was. I was remembering something. If I start that story, everybody will be crying. (laughs) Number two is um, accept your life. Accept your life. If you want to have peace, accept your life. I'm not saying accept mediocrity. I'm not saying accept, you know, but sometimes we don't determine a whole lot of things about our lives. Some people cannot accept the fact that they are Nigerians. You know that. They feel they are better than us. I shouldn't be with this kind of people in my life. (laughs) How did I find myself here? (laughs) I kid you not. So, those kind of things, you you can't have peace until you accept. Some people can't accept that, that they are short. How can I just be short? I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm taller than Reverend Colley. <laughs> Inside, I'm a tall man. You know, accept your life. Why am I so beautiful? Well, it's not your fault. Just accept it. You're beautiful. Just accept it. Someone said that we, we don't choose our life, or rather we said rather on Sunday, we don't choose our life, we live it. Just live your life. You see, if you try to change the things you can't change, you can't live and enjoy the life you've been given. You can't accept it. But still, know that God is God. Psalm 46 verse 10, they said, Still, I know that I am God. I'll be, I'll be honored in every nation. I will be exalted. So, we have peace of mind, not by being in control. We have peace of mind by accepting that God is in control. Do I get an Amen. So who has struggled with inferiority complex, superiority complex, whatever complex that makes you not to accept who you are? How have you overcome it? Oh, take it again, no, uh, Mr. Maduon. Do you want to say anything about that one? Let me give you the chance. The first. <laughs> right of refusal. No, it's not by first, Okay, <laughs> not a, If you don't have, it's fine. Anybody that has not spoken, that has spoken, you have spoken, anybody that has not spoken. Okay, let's go with okay, Pastor Jide. <laughs> so, let's give them and, and we close up. But while they are speaking, the third reason is, is, is gratitude, be grateful. And, and the fourth reason you learnt obviously, on Sunday is to banish fear. To banish fear. Yes, sir.
7: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, because I've been opportunity to be in other parts of the world, so I, quest, I used to question a lot that why um, why am I in the midst of this kind of people? <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of people? <laughs> that, that, won't st- that won't stop at traffic lights. <laughs> I, I want to come and shunt and all that. Right. But I mean, I am extremely grateful to God for my life. So, and I feel that, so, so the way I evacue- me, overcame that was, so what if I'm in the other part of the world and I'm a servant? I'd rather be a king in a small community than to be a servant in a large community. Right. So, so, so that really helped me. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the grace right. of God. You know, for, but occasionally, even in the office, I ask myself that, why am I in the midst of this <laughs>
0: And you are not even light skinned at all. <laughs> I'm not saying you are black, okay? I'm just saying I'm just saying you are not light skinned. If you are light skinned, you will have been doubted better. <laughs> okay, now one reason is that I mean obviously to add to what you have said is is they can't love you the way we love you. They can't accept you the way we accept you. It's true we see you as part of us our own person they see you as second class citizen where would you rather live? really where you are being tolerated or where you are being celebrated it's a no brainer some people spend the rest of their let me tell you something there's a man that's about 57 or something he spent all his life He did when he was here he did everything to get out of Nigeria. He got out of Nigeria spent all his life working in the U.S. It was saying to me that every time he comes back, he sees his cousins. They don't have as much as he does. But the kind of life they live, he wish he could live it. I say he should live and come. He says he can't even stay more than two weeks because if he does, the bills that will hit him when he gets back. He says he can't even come back. This says, where will he start from? I says he can't, so I'm encouraging him, you know, that he can. But he feels he has wasted his life and his youth building another man's country. He feels so. So again, accept your life. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Who else? Yes. Praise God. Alleluia.
5: Okay, before now, I didn't used to accept the fact that I was born skinny. I had all my siblings. Every one of them looked like my uncle, auntie. You see my younger sister, she's like my auntie. Toby. Yes, really big. And I used to question my parents. Some, Sometimes I asked them, who baited me when I was small? <laughs> I think the person, the person sort of change things. I need to go back and Did they give you vitamins? <laughs> <laughs> they made me take concussions. I, I used um, multivites and different things just to add this weight, but right. it didn't come. And yeah. my dad understood my struggle, and one day he called me and said, Yinka, you're beautiful. Mm. God created you like this for a reason. Amen. Try to find out that reason. And knowing God just, like, made me comfortable in my own skin. I'm skinny. Amen. I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm God's own image.
0: Amen. But many people would like to uh, <laughs> to be as slim as you. Believe me, they are spending they are spending millions of dollars to shed the weight. They are looking at you and say, "You don't even know what you have." Anyway, I don't want to talk more. Yeah. Um. Yes, please. I thought there was another hand. Am I missing it? Was it there? Tega, okay. Good evening. Yes. Good evening.
2: Um, mine was related to sibling rivalry. Okay. Yes. I have an older sister exactly one year ahead of me. Okay. Now, to her detriment, according to her, I was born on her birthday. So we have the same birthday, one year apart. Oh, wow. So we have to share birthdays. Wow. To my mom, we are twins. We get the same things. We used to get the same clothes and everything. Right. And because she was older, my mom tried to make me understand that you guys are one year apart, but she's older than you. You have to give her all the respect. And she demanded it to the very least.
0: Every ounce ounce of it. Every
2: ounce of it. And whenever she would hurt me, I would go and report to my mom. And my mom would tell me something like, your senior cannot insult you. So I felt that it was maybe my, my the, the the grammar I was using was wrong, right, or something. But it made me feel really small, like I wasn't being seen, I wasn't being heard, right, and all of that. And then one day I just decided to stop reporting, oh. you know. And then from everybody's definition, I became the troublemaker, oh. and all of that. So I battled with that um, in primary school in secondary school. We had to go to the same schools, everything. It, wow. was, it was difficult for me because I had to follow in her footsteps. And sometimes I would ask myself, why does she have to be 13 before I'm 13? Why <laughs> does she have to be 14 before I'm 14? I mean, she's seen it before me. She's wow. been it before me and all of that. But I think as we got older, when we parted ways in university, that was when I really got to understand that it wasn't just it wasn't, I wasn't just being small or being not, not being seen or mm. it was just the way of life where I grew up. That's Correct. just how it was. So I I've actually started to miss her when I was in university mm. and then all that's kind of vanished during when we have holi- holidays, when we have to spend time together and I mean all that's just, but it, Everybody calls it sibling rivalry, but I think sometimes it's deeper than that. If you don't try to understand where the, the one who's always reporting is coming from, right, you will not really get it.
0: Right. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. So those of us that are parents, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. It's easy for parents to dismiss things. You know, that's copying out. That's cheapest, cheap way out. Okay. Finally. Praise God. Hallelujah.
1: It, uh, because of the same um, thing I said before, I used to feel right. very inferior. Right. I Cannot talk where people talk because the instruction is where people are talking, you keep, you quiet. keep quiet. You keep quiet. Wow. You know, so I, 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 could stay, I could stay a whole week. I've not said a word because she has not asked me huh. anything. So I was turning dumb. Mm. So I could stay for a really long time. I have not said a word. You know. So when I finally go out of the house by myself, I, I am not bold enough to speak. So because of that, I do not even see so much goodness that could come from me. Mm. you know. And then when I decided to allow God to take over, Amen. I began to see that there was so much more. Amen. And then there was a time I had a conversation with you, and then you said, you don't even know what you have. I went back and I looked back again, like, okay, I need to start seeing myself like Amen. God sees me. Amen. And that has helped me to conquer that. Praise
0: God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, what I didn't even know the story. I mean, I'm hearing this for the first time, you know. And, you know, I, I remember that, that time, you know, I was like, this girl doesn't even know who she is. You have no clue who you are, Tega. Huge, believe me. I'm sure you do. It's huge. But you see, God God specializes in using broken vessels. You know. He specializes in using broken vessels. You know. People that everybody says, "Hmm, this one, we shall see." So that you can say, if it had not been for the Lord who had been on my side, <laughs> if it had not been for the Lord who had been on my side, now would we say? Let's burn our hearts as burn our heads. A lot has been said today. I mean, it's just amazing. Every time we come to God's presence, you know, I share in His Word. Just amazing, amazing, amazing. Talk to God. For, for you, a different parts may administer to you. Talk to God about the things that administer to you. How does it relate to you? For some of us, we need to. We're beginning to see that, oh, wow, so this is me. This is what God can do with me. Talk to God. And if you are here, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You cannot say, I am born again. You can't say, I'm saved. Or you used to be born again, you're backsliding. God loves you. God wants you to come to him. I want to put up your hand now, wherever you are, over your head. And I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to commit my life to Jesus afresh. Shoot up that hand over your head and I'll pray with you wherever you are. If you're online the instructions are scrolling, put it up over your head and I'll pray with you. That is me, Pastor. That is me. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your mercy that endures forever. Oh, we can never, ever thank you enough. Accept our thanks, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Today, Lord, your word, let it bear fruit in our lives. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord. For his kindness and his mercy his word thank you for listening to this i want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends god bless you and then and